Well, if you wanted some good news today, I'm really, really sorry. You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into the Locked On Transfer Portal. I mean, Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. We'll talk about FanDuel in just a minute. Jimmy, um, yeah, not a lot of good news today. If you wanted some good news, you needed to switch to Geico because uh, there, there isn't a lot of good news out there for Alabama right this minute. But you and I are going to tell people why they should – Feel comfortable go ahead and unbolting their medicine cabinets and uh, be a little safer. Hold the rope. Hold the rope. Yes. Um, Beckon back to 2002, Dennis Franchoni. Hold the rope. That is true. Um, the problem is the rope is a noose for most people right now. <laughs> and um, It is. It is. Jimmy, well, I do have good transfer portal news. I'm all right, well, wait my, a minute. Let's, I'm hoping let's... my kidney stone has been put in the transfer portal. I believe it has. That is good news. Okay. Caleb Downs is transferring. He's most likely transferring to Georgia. Caden Proctor is transferring. He's most likely transferring somewhere close to home. I'm going to assume Iowa, but I don't know. Um, <clears throat> the, it, let me tell – you actually explained this to me on the phone as well sure. as anybody has, so I need to let you explain it about Caleb Downs and why this decision actually makes some sense for him. I hate it. Hate it, hate it as an Alabama fan. I love Caleb Downs. I think he's fantastic. I think he's a good kid. I think all these other things. You don't need to wish ill on him. Jimmy, explain away why this decision makes some sense for him. Yeah, first of all, like I, said, I hate it. I wish it had happened. I want him to stay at Alabama. I think if he stayed at Alabama, things would go great uh, for him and certainly for Alabama. So, uh, but let's instead view it from Caleb's, from Caleb's shoes, not Alabama, not Alabama fan, step in Caleb's shoes. If he leaves and goes to Georgia, he will be playing in the same system. So many people don't realize that, but it's, it's a Georgia and Alabama run the same defense. I mean, it is identical. Uh, and it's run by Glenn Schumann. Where do you think he learned this? He learned this at Alabama. And, and learned it from Kirby, who learned it from Nick Saban. Uh, so he can go to Georgia and nothing changes. It's the same position, same defense, slightly different terminology. There'll be nuances. But uh, remember how fast Henry Toho Toho picked up things at Alabama? Uh, Caleb Downs will pick up that things that fast in Georgia because, like Henry, going from Pruitt's defense to Alabama, it's the same defense. So, number one, he doesn't have to learn an entirely new system. And let me tell you guys, we'll talk about this in a future episode, but Kane Womack's defense is radically different. Uh, I'll just start with, we don't have time to go over it all, but uh, out with Mike, Will, Jack, Sam, Star, Money, all that's gone, replaced by Husky, Wolf, Bandit, Sting. All these will be new spots at Alabama and new positions entirely uh, but anyway, so Caleb doesn't have to learn any of that. We will right here locked on, but Caleb doesn't have to learn any of it. He, he can go to Georgia. Can we <laughs> yeah, we, we could. There already is a locked on dogs, but uh, or whatever it is. But uh, yeah, we could. Um, secondly, uh, he would play for the same coach. He played for T-Rob a year ago 
And all T-Rob did was help Caleb become a, a freshman first-team All-American and an Associated Press third-team All-American, period. I mean, Caleb Downs was an All-American football player playing under T-Rob's tutelage. So he can leave and go to Georgia and play in the same system, play for the, in the same position, not have to learn much, and he's playing for the same coach and T-Rob. And thirdly, one of the main reasons Caleb Downs chose Alabama in the first place over Georgia, his home state, uh, he chose Alabama because playing at Alabama meant playing for Nick Saban, the greatest head coach in college football. I hate saying this out loud, and I, I noticed that I didn't say it out loud until today, but this is unfortunately a fact. With Nick Saban's retirement, the best head coach in college football today is Kirby Smart. He Kirby takes over that mantle of best head coach in college football because Nick Saban is retired. So Caleb Downs, by transferring to Georgia, assuming that's what he does, instead of taking a gazillion dollars from someone, uh, because Georgia isn't necessarily known for paying a ton of money similar to Alabama, uh, but Caleb can play the same position in the same same spot, same scheme, same assistant coach, and still be playing for the best head coach in college football. So when you look at it from Caleb Downs' shoes, it's very understandable. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt any less because, in my opinion, and this is crazy to say after one year, but I think Caleb Downs was on his way to maybe being the best player of the Saban era, which is saying a lot but that's that's the tr the track he was on. Yeah, he's he's uh, I don't know about the best player of the Saban era. I mean, look, he's really really good and I would take him. I understand where you're going. I get it. I think we're prisoners of the moment though. I mean, well, he was better as a freshman. I mean, uh, it's hard to name a freshman that was better than Caleb Downs at Alabama. Maybe Minka, but Caleb was better than Minka. I don't think Mark Minka was Cooper? A third. Uh not a was he a third team all-American? Um, I don't know. You know. Caleb Downs like was was you know, led Alabama in tackles. He was close to leading the SEC in tackles. I mean yeah. that, that that's a that's a Look, crazy. I number. love Caleb Downs. I'm not. Yeah. I'm oh no, I'm just saying. Yeah, it's it's an argumentative thing when you go that far with it. But just the fact that we can have a reasonable discussion about it is enough. Yeah, and I love him. And look, I hate it that he's going to Georgia, but. He is. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen. And so be it. And look, I get it. I get the people who were chuckling. I get the people who are here to drink our tears. I get all that. I mean, <laughs> look, I, because we've, we've, you know, we have been living high on the hog for quite some time. I'm trying to make it where I'm not so tilted. Here. Um, We've been living very high on the hog and um, you know, we're, you know, just we're, we're in the, in the dumps a little bit right now. It's going to get better. I mean, mainly because it has to. Um, but really quickly, we're going to talk about Caden Proctor in the next segment. You heard any rumors about Justice Haynes? I have heard what I would call message board rumors, meaning that's out there. But I have not heard just a Justice Haynes rumor from inside sources. I had heard Caleb Downs and Caden Proctor rumors from the people that matter. And I'm not saying that message board posts don't matter. I'm just saying I have sources. Luke has sources. We all have people we listen to that we know are, are, are close or in, either inside the program or close to it. And uh, that's where I heard Downs and Proctor rumors. I've not heard Justice Haynes rumors from those people, but that's not to discount the possibility. I mean, we know Justice's, Justice's BFF is Caleb. 
uh, very tight with him. Dad played, uh, you know, at Georgia. He's from there. We shouldn't be shocked, but one big difference. I mean, uh, Haynes coach hadn't gone anywhere. Haynes is going to be a, a starter or co-starter at Alabama, and the new coach coming in has an extremely uh, fun system on offense. I mean, the offensive guy should stay right where they're at, frankly. Uh, and as we'll talk about the next thing, I don't think Proctor leaving is, has a lot to do with the transition. So, uh, you know, I'm just saying Justice Haynes, I think, would be not making a mistake. You're not making a mistake, sign him with Georgia. But I don't see the reason Haynes has to leave. I, I see why Caleb's leaving. Yeah, it makes some sense. Um, Jimmy, when we come back, we are going to talk about Caden Proctor. But I do need to tell everybody about eBay Motors right now. Love me some eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and much more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered, baby. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, you're not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. And then there's LinkedIn. Boy, you know how we feel about LinkedIn over here. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions, uh, they're going to apply, but I'm willing to bet you. So Caden Proctor has also entered the portal. So Alabama's two freshman All-Americans are going to be sophomore All-Americans somewhere else. Um, Caden Proctor from Iowa, a big win for Alabama. Look, Jimmy, again, I'll let you explain. You know better than I. It sure seems like Caden Proctor was one and a half feet out the door before the coaching change. Right. And I think this just allowed him the, the extra nudge to get in that transfer portal. I'm guessing he's going to go to Iowa just to be close right. to home. I don't know that, um, but I'm just guessing. And uh, kudos to him. And look, I appreciate what you did. It's just like Caleb Daniels. I appreciate you, bro. So uh, go be great where you are. I don't hate you. It's fine. Um, and he's homesick. And uh, some people, we all have friends that go to college and they decide, you know, I'm going to go a long way. I'm going to go to UCLA. I'm going to go to Washington State. And uh, then they like, man, this is a long way away. You know, my son went to Arizona State and he he stayed there and he stuck it out. 
and he's glad he did, but there were times he wanted to come home. I mean, it's just, it can be tough when you go a long way from home. Especially at that age. I mean, you know, when we're, when we're 40 and, and have professional jobs and are making money and have careers, you don't kind of think of it the same way, but 18 year olds are, they're two years removed from being 16 year olds, you know, right? I mean, um, you know, Four years from being I, 14. Put it this way, those same sources that told me, you know, that a hey, watch for maybe downs and Proctor to go in the portal were also telling me literally around the time of the of the Rose Bowl that uh, Proctor might might enter the portal. And this was when no one knew at all that Nick Saban was going to be retiring. So I, I don't chalk up myself based on what I know and, and, and which is, you know, I don't know it all. I don't talk to Caden. I, I don't know it all. Uh, I, I think this was not really coaching transition related so much as 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 Caden is probably going to transfer closer to home. Uh, now that might mean Iowa, might mean Iowa State, might be, just mean someplace more drivable from uh, from home. Um, I mean, it could be Michigan or Ohio State. I mean, something that's just a little more manageable for him. My understanding is he's got a girlfriend that that goes to Drake, and uh, you know that's in Iowa, so. I just think Caden's going home or, or home-ish. Uh, Hate not the Drake. Certain, Hate the Drake. Especially in this situation. So yeah. uh, it's bad. Hey, I'm not here. You know, I get, hey, hey, you can't sugarcoat this. Well, I'm not sugarcoating it. It's bad. It's, it's really bad because now Alabama's not going to have a left tackle next season, most likely, uh, that would be a, a projected NFL uh, prospect like Caden. And they won't have a Caleb Downs. I'm not sugarcoat anything. It's bad. But, heck, a lot of things are bad. For instance, because it's in the news, you know, the kidney stone I dealt with, that was bad. But you know what it wasn't? Terminal. It's not terminal. So losing Caleb Downs and Caden Proctor is bad. And no one's sugarcoating it. But it's not terminal. There is no reason to believe, Luke, right now at this moment, at this moment, there's no logical reason to think that Alabama is going to put a bad left tackle on the field in the fall and a bad safety on the field in the fall. Uh, it won't be Proctor and it won't be Downs. Uh, and it'll be a downgrade from that most likely. But uh, it's not terminal. And this is a part of the of the coaching transition in 2024. And we'll we'll uh, continue to talk about that in the last, uh, you know, 10, 12 minutes of the show here. Yeah, Um so, look, here's the thing. This is this is bad news. Again, we, nobody's sugarcoating anything. Um, but for those who are jumping off the cliff already and, and bailing on DeBoer, give me a break. The guy just got here. And Zion Grady decommitted. I understand that. Uh, and practically everybody except uh, Turbo Rogers is decommitted for the 25 class. It's 11 months till signing day. We have 11 months to fix that. We got to hire a new staff today. And, and support staff today retain Downs and Proctor. We woke up yesterday morning. That's a priority. People are upset about 2025 guys. I mean, there's only so much that can be done in a day. This is a human being we hired. I know the last guy was a cyborg, and I don't know how many times me and Luke are going to say that between now and next December. Uh, but we got to get used to having a human being, a high quality, highly competent human being running the show. But the last guy was a cyborg, and there's just not going to be another one of those. That's that's right. And this can change on a whim for a few things. First of all, what if Ryan Williams recommits to Alabama, which is certainly a possibility. It's Possible. not. 
I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying it's, it's definitely a possibility. Possible. What if he recommits? I mean, all of a sudden, things look up. What if Alabama beats Georgia next year in Tuscaloosa in a dramatic fashion? What What if that happens and things turn? Give the man just got. He hadn't been Alabama's. Nick Saban hasn't been retired a week. He's been retired a week in about an hour <laughs> from no. this morning. Is that right? Or was it a Thursday? Or was it Wednesday? He did. Yeah, it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't been retired a full week. So let's just everybody look, I get it. And I, I don't like it either. I don't like, you know, hey, last I, I even wrote it on here with the last one to leave Tuscaloosa, please turn off the lights. I get it. I'm making jokes about it too. It's kind of funny. At the same time, I am very cautiously optimistic and more optimistic, less cautious. So if everybody will just hang on, I understand the the angst, understand the gnashing of teeth. And we're so spoiled and so used to being awesome all the time and winning practically every battle that we don't know what this is like. But let me give you all a what if, and we're not going to go into it because we don't have time before I do my next live read. But what if Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan? And then what if Brian Kelly goes to Michigan? All of a sudden, you got two huge schools that are, have, are full of great players that will have some opportunities for us to raid them. So that's right. let's let's just hang on a minute. And, and that's not the only thing that could happen. Let's just hang on. I get it. I understand. I'm, I'm a little nervous, too. But at, before you get nervous, every time you get nervous, I want you to do this. Watch the 2015 National Championship game. Watch second and 26. Watch the Gravedigger. Um, you know, watch 09 SEC Championship game. Do something like that. Enjoy the last 17, 18 years. They were the, some of the best you'll ever have in your life. I don't know what kind of life you have, but if you're an Alabama fan, I guarantee they're some of the best you'll have in your life. So enjoy yeah, that. You know, the the, the last – the last I, I've seen people already trying to predict a, a one-loss record for Alabama this fall. Like, oh, you see, Downs and Proctor left. Now we're 7-5. and five. How, how do these – how does anyone know what the, the lineup is going to look? I mean, I'm anxious to predict too, but Jimmy's not going to predict a one loss record until post spring. And, and we're getting into fall camp and I know who's there and what's the starting lineup going to look like. Uh, let's, let's see that before we get that specific about things. I mean, think again, things can be bad, but not terminal. We won every national championship Alabama has won was one without Caleb Downs and Caden Proctor. I mean, let's <laughs> let, let's, let's just see time. what happens. And if we just want to, I'm not changing subjects by any means, but if, hey, if you want, if you tuned in to like, can you all give us some good news? Okay, about this opinion, uh, I think Alabama's upgraded at both coordinator spots. I, I mean, and I'll say, I, I, I think, I think Ron Grubb is, is more proven. He's more proven and has a better resume than Tommy Reese. And while I realize some might say Kane Womack from South Alabama is better than Kevin Steele, I'll say today's Kane Womack is better than end-of-career Kevin Steele. Kevin Steele retired five seconds after the last game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kane Womack uh, has his fastball. He's in the prime of his career. And had Kane Womack just left South Alabama and said, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't want to be a head coach anymore. I'm going to be a defensive coordinator. Who wants to hire me? So did Mo Linguistic. Mo Linguistic. Mo Linguistic. Mo Linguistic. 
Modeling linguistic. What the hell is wrong with me? Um, Somebody made a great joke that we hired him because of uh, Olas Alanine and Joseph Okoronkwo. <laughs> that we needed a linguist and on the Steve staff. Umba Mumba. We needed a linguist on the staff. It makes perfect sense. That's that's big time fun. Wish I could take credit for that, but uh, somebody joke. on the BOL message board said that was a good one. Uh, but no, uh, there are things to be excited about, and I, I think the staff has been upgraded. I, 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 that that may sound controversial to some. I, I fully believe it that Grub plus Womack uh, is slightly or somewhat better than uh, Reese plus Steel. You better be saying Womack right too, because I corrected a lot of people Womack. yesterday. And if you screwed me on this, I'm gonna be. Nah, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give you a kidney stone. It's um, Womack, and I'm, when he got hired to South, and I had to say his name all the time because I was in Mobile. Uh, yeah, I was corrected too, but it is. It, it is. Uh, it is Womack. All right, Jimmy. We're gonna talk a little basketball yesterday. We got a great win, but it wasn't without some controversy. But FanDuel, man, FanDuel is so much fun. You want to check it out. The NFL regular season is over. Dallas Cowboys season over. Philadelphia season over. But you can still get in on the action with FanDuel. There's so much to do at FanDuel, and it's so much fun. That's why it's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets whether you win or whether you lose. The app is so easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet. You have the live game, same live, same game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. That's the best way to find popular parlays, by the way, and much, 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 much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to make your first bet an easy field goal. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. So last night, Alabama gets a win in basketball. They end up blowing Missouri out. They only had a two-point lead at the half. Uh, there was uh, some controversy. I do want to say I'm in, was super excited that a lot of people stepped up when Mark Sears got a little banged up. He only had nine points last night, and a lot of the other players stepped up, played very well. Grant Nelson's finally coming back. I tell you, I talk, talked about this in the podcast the other day. I think his defensive effort against Tolu Smith at Mississippi State is going to be the turning point for Grant Nelson. He might not be the scorer we want him to be. In fact, that connect kid at Tennessee, I think that's who we thought Grant Nelson would be. Okay, he's not him. And that's okay. That, that That's totally okay. Just like Alabama's next safety won't be Caleb Downs, that's okay. Alabama's next coach won't be Nick Saban, that's okay. Grant Nelson can be Grant Nelson and still be very, very good. and. I think the defensive effort really got his game turned around. Um, it was good to see Estrada play so well. He had a couple of fantastic moves in the post. He had some nice offensive rebounds amongst the trees. There were just a lot of positive things out of this basketball game. But we got to talk for a minute about Nate Oates. And look, Jimmy, you know, what you we've got so irritated with people saying Texas beat Alabama by double digits. Yes, they did, but by the lowest amount of double digits that equals double digits. It wasn't like they beat them by 99. They beat them by 10. People keep saying, you can't put your hands on another player. Technically, he did put his hands on him. He didn't slap him. He didn't Woody Hayes this thing. He put his hands on him. He should not have done it. The SEC has already reprimanded him. He's not found. He's not suspended. Personally, I probably if I was the ref, I would have teed him up. If I was the commissioner, I would have, at the very least, had something 
I probably would have had either a slight fine for the university or I would have said, um, I would have said, this is everybody's warning. Nobody ever do that again or you are suspended. Like this, Nate Oates took up everybody's warning. I'm not mad at him for doing it. I understand it. I understand what he was trying to do. I don't think you can do it. It wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. Yeah, there's a levels to everything. And as usual, as usual, I think the extremists are wrong in both directions. Uh, an extremist on one side that says uh, that wasn't a push. He, he barely touched him at all. And this is a nothing burger. That person's wrong. Uh, what Nate Oates did was was absolutely wrong. Uh, on the other hand, the people are like, that's horrible. He should be suspended or fired. Yeah, that's even equally wrong, equally wrong. He didn't, he, there wasn't enough physical contact there to warrant uh, some sort of massive, you know, outcry. Uh, but hey, for the, I, I started the show with saying, hey, to those that think we uh, sugarcoat things, no, losing Downs and Proctor are really bad. We're sugarcoating nothing. That's terrible. It's bad. Uh, to those that think we're blind homers and we just support everything, Alabama, period. No, we don't, because I think we both agree. Uh, I agree with Luke. Uh, Nate should probably be punished worse than he is. Uh, he certainly should have. Dennis Gates is right. He should have been called for a technical foul. That would have been the correct call by the official. Uh, he was reprimanded by the SEC, which I think is correct. And I'm with Luke. I, I, I think had there been a fine, it would have been appropriate. Uh, but people realize what a fine is. You know, you know what? To my knowledge, this is how it works. You get a letter from the SEC office that says, I need you to write a check uh, to the charity of your choice and uh, send us a copy of the check and we'll mark that you paid your fine. And then it's probably tax deductible. So, yeah. And, and uh, you know, then he writes it to, to even the Nate Oates Foundation or Nick's kids, you know, and that's, and that's great. That should people. be how that works, right? The SEC doesn't need the money. I mean, yeah. the SEC doesn't fine you because hey, we're 10000 low on the operating budget. It's just to send a message and send out publicly that, hey, you're going to be punished for this, but the you know, money should go to a charitable source, not, not to the SEC office or to Greg Sankey's pocket. But regardless, I, I think uh, Nate should have been uh, teed up, and I would have been fine with, with, with the fine. Now, I think suspensions, that's too much based on the level of physical contact. And that would have been my opinion had the shoe been on the other foot. I mean, I, I like to judge these things by, hey, what if it was the other coach and it happened to us? Oh, technical and, and maybe a small fine uh, that goes to charity. Uh, uh, but that's it. Jimmy, and, and here's the other thing. You and I both love Nate Oates. I think sure. Nate Oates is fantastic. I want him in Alabama for his entire career, okay? It's fair to say, just like um, – it's fair to say Nick Saban had a misstep on the Jimbo Fisher talk a while back. It's fair to say Nate Oates is not good at mea culpas or maybe handling some things directly in the moment. He's an awesome coach, and I think he's a good dude. And people are going to judge him. And I get tired of the, you know, well, he covered up a murder like For the love of God, people, do some research on That's that. That's not grounded in fact. No, it's, it's not, not in fact. He's but, fiery. He's passionate and fiery. He's passionate and fiery and defends his players. And he went a little too far. It, he didn't go too far. He didn't slap the guy. He didn't hit the guy. He put his hand on his chest. I know what he was trying to do. 
And I think it probably wouldn't have been as bad if he didn't do the same motion he did when Alabama beat LSU for the SEC championship. Yeah, tournament. The get out. It's the get out get of here. Get out of here. He, right. he shouldn't have done that for sure. That Put made it, it a little worse. Had he used the same push on Estrada, who was the player mixed up with the thing, had he pushed Estrada in the same manner, would we even be addressing it on the show today saying, he shouldn't shove Estrada like that? We yeah. wouldn't have said that. Yeah. Because he didn't. In fact, we'd probably be down with it. I mean, Nick Saban knocked the heck out of A.J. McCarron when he spanked him all those years ago. That was worse. And I didn't. I, I know AJ's family. I'm friends with them. <laughs> I mean, I, and, and I think Nick might have gone a tad too far. That, but I wasn't mad about it. I, wasn't, I mean, AJ can take it. <laughs> I, have, I have a theory about that, by the way. Yeah. That you can be more physical like that as a coach on the football field. I, I, there might be some people too young to remember this. I remember vividly in '89 yeah. when Prince Wembley, as a freshman, made a big time catch in the Sugar Bowl. And Bill Curry was and he celebrated. And he Bill Curry was chewing him out, and he turned his head. Bill Curry grabbed his face mask and jerked it around. It's the only time I've ever liked Bill Curry. And um, <laughs> and uh, he he and people were like, you know, yeah, yeah. But I have a theory about that because in football, when you have all these pads, it it's different. In basketball, you're almost out there butt naked, and that's why it's it like the slightest thing seems so much scarier. You know, yeah. in football, we have these violent hits every single play. In basketball, you know, if, if you sometimes you get touched, you fall to the ground. Everybody's like, that's the worst foul I've ever seen. No, that's a that's a great that's a great point. I, you know, people view it as it's not a contact sport. So any contact yeah. that's not normal, we're like, wow, what? And it, and it was a chippy, chippy mm-hmm. game. It really was. And I'm not. Hey, and again, uh, not being a homer at all. Uh I don't know if it was Alabama's fault that it was so physical and chippy or Missouri's. I don't know. I'm willing to say, hey, that might have been Alabama. I don't know. I just know that the game had too much talking and too many extracurriculars uh, going on. And something was going to happen. You want to see what Chippy's going to look like? Tune in Saturday at 11 o'clock, Alabama and Knoxville. That that Tennessee team is physical. They're – Tennessee and Mississippi State are the two most physical teams in the conference to me, and they're the two most physically imposing. And Tennessee's got a bunch of older dudes who are very filled out. You know, we're going to trot out there, and God bless him, with Jaron Stevenson, who should be a high school senior, and we're going to get pushed around a little bit. Grant Nelson, who's just now learned to push back, he's going to have to be able to push back a lot. Tennessee's got some men on that team. They're not the best shooting team I've ever seen. But boy, do they play physical, and we're going to have to match it. I think Tennessee is uh, controversial. Another controversial statement of the day: Alabama lost on the road to uh, what? Uh, Purdue, Creighton, and Arizona. Uh, in my mind, Tennessee is every bit as good as all of those teams. Oh, I totally agree. Totally agree. I mean, uh, so maybe that wasn't controversial then. <laughs> but oh, I'm saying it's ten- this challenge is absolutely no different than the Purdue, Creighton, and Arizona games. Absolutely no different. If anything, worse, because Tennessee hates us. Those teams barely know us. <laughs> Tennessee hates us. And that 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 uh that that building, the food food world, food world dome, what are they? It's named after a grocery store now. Uh, Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's not Thompson Bowling anymore. It's like Food City or some grocery oh. store they have up there. Uh but anyway, that that it's gonna be a madhouse and and they're very anti-Alabama. So 
Yeah, they do. They don't like us that much. Um, all right, that's going to do it for today's podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more. Until then, roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.